Broadcasting live from the Roswell Infinity Studio, it's time for North Atlanta's BizLink, the greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce linking you to business leaders. North Atlanta's BizLink is brought to you by Veritech. Veritech, great people, remarkable service. Hello, and welcome to North Atlanta's BizLink, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm Callie Boatwright, here with the Greater North Fulton Chamber. Every month on this show, we link you to North Atlanta's business leaders and introduce you to some of the Chamber's top members. Our guests on today's show are our Tech 400 co-chairs. They are Ralph Pascarella with Snellings Walters Insurance Agency. Hello, Ralph. Hello, Kelly. Glad to have you here. And Winford Williams. Winford is with LexisNexis Risk Solutions. Hello, Kelly. Good to have you here. We're going to discuss some of the activities that we have going on at the Greater North Fulton Chamber as it relates to technology. And of course, gentlemen, you're no stranger to the fact that we have what some call the tech corridor or the golden corridor. We certainly have seen technology become a larger part of all the Georgia 400 north of 285. And certainly you have been involved with our Tech 400 and our technology committees for quite some time. If you'll bear with me, I'm going to go ahead and just the mission of that committee of Tech 400 has has changed a little bit as we've merged our Talent Coalition um, technology group with our Tech 400 group, effectively bringing those businesses together with higher education and K-12, through really aligning all of our technology efforts together. Um, so our new mission with Tech 400, of course, is to support community business leaders by sharing ideas and knowledge in the areas of emerging technology, innovation, talent development, and creating valuable connections. Gentlemen, you are certainly creating a number of those valuable connections yourselves and chairing that committee. And I think it's excellent that you all really have have brought that technology Tech 400 group uh, into one of our most successful committees. It's really growing and a lot of dedicated people in that group. If you could just share with me, and um, what I'll do is, Ralph, if we can start with you, tell me a little bit about you and your position with Snellings Walters and how you got involved with Tech 400 in that group. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. Um, So... I started working for Snellings Walters about 10 years ago, and um, my passion actually at the time um, turned to cyber liability. And uh, insurance agencies, we're a property and casualty company. Um, We do a lot of professional insurances. And at the time, the um, cyber liability really wasn't well known. Um, I dove into that and just found it fascinating that it's always changing even today. Um, coverages change all the time, and um, it, it's just a fast-moving world. So that kind of drove me. Um, it was a change of career for me. In fact, I just did an interview with uh, Tori, and you guys posted it. I thank you for that. Um, and it was a change of career for me, which prompted me to get involved with uh, Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce, expand my horizons a little bit, get to know some people, and um, – over time, uh, that evolved into me getting involved with the Tech Forum, which was the predecessor of, of uh, Tech Tech 400. Um, and I'll, I'll backtrack. Actually, about five years ago, um, we I came up with this notion that we should have a data breach symposium, and um, I launched that with the help of the the Chamber of Commerce. We had it up at the Marriott. 
and uh, a great panel of, of speakers, and, and that was a real success. And uh, we have carried on that annual type uh, event now for the past five or six years. And, uh, and that brings us up to today. Um, you know, Tech 400 has grown. Um, the venues have changed a little bit. Uh, the mission has changed a little bit, but all for the good. We've grown. We've adapted. And, um, and I think we've be, become more, um, definitely more flexible but now uh, it's it's an attraction for all of the community, for all of the members of the Chamber of Commerce, not just the tech companies, because deep down, um, all of every company and, and and every member that we have is somehow affected by technology, and we want we want to infuse that into this, into our culture, into our members, and and that's why we uh, we joined up with the educational part of it. So. Well, and I know you've, you're one to uh, be on top of the cybersecurity issue. I always look forward to our committee meetings and hearing something new from you on something I can do with my cell phone or mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm not at risk. So I may, I may ask you to give a helpful hint before we get out of this, but I'll give you some time to think about that. Sure. And Winford, um, I am excited to have you here as well. You are leading the Talent Coalition Technology Committee, which was very active in its own right. And um, after having sat in with both you and Ralph, it appeared you guys were talking about a lot of the same things. And I really think it's great that the two of you were able to come together and build what's now a a tech committee that covers all of the bases um, with a special focus on talent development, which is really part of your passion, correct? So tell us what you do at LexisNexis and how you got involved with all of this. Very good. Again, my name is Winfred Williams, and I've been a part of LexisNexis family for 30 years as of this January. LexisNexis is a global company. Uh, The parent company is Reed Elsevier over in the U.K., um, the insurance division that I support started here in the U.S. Uh, we originally were part of Equifax, and many people don't know that, that we were part of Equifax, and then Equifax spawned that division off to become ChoicePoint. ChoicePoint lived for about 10 years, and then we were acquired by LexisNexis. So um, I'm part of the insurance risk division, and basically what we, we provide risk solutions for insurance companies. We help them provide data solutions for their problems. Uh, We help with the entire workflow from underwriting all the way to renewal, all the way to claims. Uh, We do analytical work for our carriers, our customers. Uh, We provide underwriting solutions, marketing campaign solutions. So anything that touches the insurance sector, we provide data solutions for them. It's not just giving a, a client data. We have to provide intelligence that comes along with that data to help them make intelligent decisions. And so that's why you have the title risk solutions because we help them assess risk by providing solutions associated with the data. Well, that makes sense. And certainly data without any uh, intelligence connected to it could be risky in, it, in and of itself. Right. So, Winford, you have really have a passion for this talent development piece. And I know I've heard um, off and on different numbers, but specifically in the technology area up in in this area in in Atlanta, in North Atlanta, um, there is right now a negative 
negative uh, 2.9% unemployment rate, which, you know, is interesting to have a negative unemployment rate. In other words, we have so many jobs and job opportunities available in that technology sector that there just aren't enough employees to go around. And I know this is something that you've worked on with, you know, combined with colleges and universities and such. Can you speak to that a moment? Yes. And that's actually how I was introduced to the chamber. Uh, one of our HR partners invited me to come and sit in on a discussion. And she just kind of brought me along and said, hey, they're talking about technology stuff. Can you go with me? And um, as I sat in and listened to the common problem that was being faced, not just by Fortune 500 companies, everyone was suffering from the same. So that was my initial push to participate. You know, I, I sat in that one meeting, and that one meeting turned into a three-year journey. And so with that, we have uh, come to know some of the the issues that are have arrived in the North Fulton area, but there are people coming together to solve those problems. And one is that we have uh, Monty Green, which you're, you're well familiar with, uh, coming forward with solutions that the governor is sponsoring to start apprenticeship programs. Um, that's one huge effort that w- if, if companies were aware that that exists and how to implement, will help with this negative uh, negative job market that, we, that we're in. Uh, so that's one. And then there's others associated with not just apprenticeship programs, but internship programs. We were, we were kind of tackling that problem as well. And in tackling that problem, you have to change the mindset of many of our corporate partners from a perspective of changing the minimum requirements for these positions that are open all over the county and all over the state, really. Uh, we were forced or focusing on a four-year degree program, and that's all we were talking about. But many of the positions that are open don't require that. And so we have to change the mindset to allow a two-year degree to come in and be an entry point into the job market. And then that person gets trained, skip, you know, upskilled along the way. And, and before you know it, you have a, a productive uh, associate that is really committed to the company and that two-year, three-year normal ebb and flow of a person coming in and exiting a company turns into more of a five-year partnership. So um, all companies are suffering from the same problem. And so at the chamber, we're coming together to try and unify resources to solve that problem. And the Talent Coalition was one that was focused on that. And again, um, the Tech 400 team was doing the same thing. So thanks for your leadership in bringing us together to combine resources to solve those issues. Well, you know, it's a pleasure when you can find a, a problem and a solution and, and realize that you've got really a village working right. on it already, um, sitting in with Ralph's group and, and thinking, you know, from a Tech 400 uh, perspective, a lot of the businesses who were talking about, you know, just this issue. And then um, I know you were leading the charge and had a lot of the the university. And as I said, even uh, K through 12 program right. talking about it as well. So it just seemed like a natural synergy and, and it certainly turned out to be so. And, and working with you two gentlemen, it's absolutely a pleasure. Um, Ralph, we just had uh, collectively the Smart Cities Luncheon, which was held at the Country Club of Roswell, and part of that was thinking about some of the issues that are current in in the world and certainly in our part of the world as a regional chamber. Can you maybe talk a little bit about the Smart Cities Initiative and, and what that looked like? Maybe not the luncheon in, in particular, but some of the folks and, and what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sure. Um, 
It, it, when it comes to smart cities, there's, everyone has their own definition. And uh, we had three panelists along with our moderator from Georgia Tech. Uh, but the three panelists, uh, one from Cox Communications, one from Southern Company, and one from AT&T, um, and they all had their different version of what smart cities means to them and what their part of their piece um, or contribution to a smart city is. Um, you know, we could ask a uh, hundred different technology companies, what does a smart city mean to you and how do you plug in or, or what is your added uh, value added to a smart city concept? Uh, so uh, as Winford alluded to, um, information, um, smart cities depends on information, the analytics and the gathering of information that LexisNexis does. And by the way, I want to give a plug for them because without them, I don't get quotations from my underwriters and actuaries that I need when I go to write cyber insurance for a company. So um, the connectivity here um, between uh, an insurance broker, what I do and what LexisNexis does to support us and, and a lot of brokers um, we appreciate because without that information, we can't properly identify risks. Right. So a little plug to to ne- Lexus Nexus. So. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I just want a better ready, better rate <laughs> next time. So, um, but the um, so information is king um, nowadays. The analytics and the information that we gather. Um, I don't know the the exact rate of input, but. Um, uh, someone was talking about millions of gigabytes daily, you know, and um, and maybe uh, Winford talk, could talk about that a little bit. But uh, that, and we rely on that. Um, that's where artificial intelligence comes in and be able to help us with traffic coordination, traffic lights, power grids, things of that source. It's not just having Wi-Fi available when you're sitting downtown on a park bench. That's not smart cities. Smart cities is what we do with that information that we gather. And then again, we have to be careful with the information that we do gather because of things like uh, governance data protection that we see in Europe right now, GDPR, and that is coming our way quickly. Um, That's going to assure some people um, that their information doesn't get out there. So it will help on some of the risk uh, portion of information leaking, but it will also hamper people that that rely on that information for doing their business. So um, it's kind of a double-edged sword, but I think overall we need to control how much information we gather on people for privacy purposes. Does that make sense? It does, and I see... Winford shaking his head. Yes, so, yes, yeah, the again, he who owns the information. It's always been that way, and in, in the past, certainly it was more of a written communication. He who owned the ink, and I right. think in in today's world, it's certainly he who can not just collect the data, but as you said, be able to to analyze and look at that and really um, distill. Uh, thoughtful processes from it. So tell me a little bit about you know some of the concerns you've heard about that smart cities initiative and. Okay. Yeah, actually, from a perspective of collecting the data, it's just like with the database concept. If you collect data and you can never retrieve the information, what was the purpose or the value of collecting the data? Um, Not only from a collection or providing analytical power to the data, you have to have the compute power as well to be able to process that massive amount of data 
make a decision and push that information back out. So it's not from a perspective of just having a, a little device in a vehicle. You have to have a, a infrastructure behind it in order for that smart city concept to work and work effectively. So that's where having a smart city initiative in a particular area, it infuses or energizes the entire ecosystem from a perspective of networking, from a perspective of the, the physical device, the collection of the data, uh, back to what he mentioned earlier, cybersecurity. Uh, the data has to be anonymized to where it's not, you know, you can't finger or identify a specific person, but yet there's value and benefit of having those data points to be able to provide that analytical um, power that comes along with the data. And I think that's, you know, the, the big question in everyone's mind, right? Um, who, who wields the power and, and right. how will they, in fact, wield it um, as it relates to data at this right. point? As we look at our Tech 400 committee, I think one of the things that I've been surprised about, and, and certainly as a layperson, um, is the amount of technology uh, that is installed in banks today. Um, data is really the the key in, in most banks, um, and certainly in healthcare as well. So when we're talking about technology, I think a lot of people focus on, well, those are technology companies, when in fact they aren't. Um and I know for, for you two, as we were looking at mission and, and reestablishing mission for this year, one of the big things was to be able to communicate to the layperson. I'll use me as an example. I'm an excellent example of someone who is not very uh, technologically adept. But really being able to communicate some of these very, very difficult concepts that are not future think, but, you know, year, year away, two years away. Smart cities is one of those. Could you maybe talk about some of the other things that Tech 400 focuses on? Um, Ralph, I think you mentioned AI. Yeah, uh, yes, thanks, Kelly. That's one of our um, our feature. It's not going to be a lunch. It's going to be a dinner, I believe, or a, an evening event. Um, so, And that's a good mix, too. Uh, this year we've changed from the lunches and evening events. Um, we're mixing it up a little bit. Um, so our next um, event coming up is going to be on artificial intelligence um, AI. I don't want to use too many click words here, but um, so AI. Uh, we did one last year. It was fantastic. Um, it was a, it was a great venue. We had some samples came in. Uh, some people with actual devices. Um, there were um, several local companies that came in and brought in their hardware as well. Um, so. You know, I'm not an expert on AI. I do know that it helps with everything we do. Um, I mean, even if I look at my, my something as simple as typing an email, you know, I type K-A-L and all of a sudden Callie's email comes up, you know, and it helps me out with uh, everything we do. Although... Um, Sometimes not so much. <laughs> I, I will say that because uh, yeah, I did get an email that was not supposed to come to me from a company the other day who sent me a huge financial sheet and uh, they meant to send it to another Ralph which was one of their CPAs so yeah and you have to be uh, careful because there has to be human intervention right right. we have to be able to to distill and make sure that we're you know on top of that as well so and I'm as guilty as they are for for sending to the wrong person so Mm -hmm. um, so AI is one of the areas we're focusing on um, 
cybersecurity and fintech financial technology and up in this area, oh my gosh, the fintech growth up here has been amazing. Winford, have you seen a lot of... Yes, I mean, you have a lot of your banking institutions um, and you have a fintech establishment here in the North Fulton area as well that's trying to promote a fintech type certification with our university systems. So from a vantage point of a fintech certification, how that helps uh, the marketplace is that uh, a fintech, fintech certification, they are going to focus on all of the basic necessities required for a student to master not just the financial component, but the technology aspect as well. So that helps from a, a person that's looking for that talent pool to say, oh, if you completed this particular certification, you can hit the ground running mm-hmm. when you come into our organization. So that has uh, taken off and, and is growing continuously in the North Fulton area, as well as um, across Georgia in general, but definitely in the North Fulton area with a lot of the uh, tech companies moving this way, as well as your financial institutions. I've heard a quote that something like 80% of the financial transactions that go through credit cards are actually processed up in this area. Mm-hmm. Have you heard in that? In the world. Yes. In the correct. world, yep. yes. That's correct. I was, pay. Yeah, I think that's just amazing when yes. you, you think about that. I know I'm doing my part to charge as often as possible. <laughs> yeah, to, well, it's commerce. We're, we're in charge of commerce right. here. So I, I did want to mention, uh, before we get too far into it, yes, our next event is going to be May 23rd. And that's going to be at uh, the Gwinnett Technical College here in Alpharetta on that campus. Um, And that will be innovation, again, through emerging technology, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, and virtual reality. And that should be a great event. It's going to be on their campus. um, And I'm sure they'll have plenty of hardware and software and examples for us to – to see, and again, how that affects a local business. I don't care if you have a pet shop or a car wash or whatever you have. There are pieces and parts of, you know, an artificial intelligence that will help you uh, do your business better, smarter, faster, and, and hopefully more profitable. And we're all affected by technology, and certainly we can't bury our head in the sand and, and pretend like cybersecurity isn't an issue or artificial intelligence isn't coming. It's here. So right. I think we have to understand it and understand how to use, how to harness that information to the best for our business, as you mentioned. Um, and I know that your group just took a field trip, I hate right. to use that word, but down to the Cybersecurity Center in Augusta, correct? Yes, and it was a, a great visit. Um I was I was not familiar with that facility. Uh, we arrived and it's a immaculate campus. Uh, I think it was a hundred million dollar investment from the state of Georgia to construct that site, and it's shared by Augusta Tech and Augusta University. Uh, they also have um, customers per se that are three letter words from the government that right. reside there, in a very secure location. Uh, but the advantage of that particular site is that they have uh, instructors and uh, council individuals that are right from the military that are well-versed in cybersecurity that are providing guidance to that institution and helping students master that particular skill. And they're preparing the next generation of, inf- of individuals that will come into the workforce to help us solve some of the cybersecurity challenges that we have today. Um, as In speaking with individuals from the chamber as well as other companies, that's a booming field. The cybersecurity field is is really exploding. 
And we're having a difficult time getting quality candidates to stay in a position for an extended period of time. Um, if a person gets two years' experience, they're off, gone to the next company. So you end up swapping employees in a particular area. And um, this facility in Augusta is, is top-notch. Uh, if you get a chance to attend, please do. I think we brought some brochures back mm -hmm. for your view. But um, from a perspective of top-notch, uh, they have all of the, the bells and whistles from a, from a perspective of being able to uh, conduct effective training sessions with students. And they provide a lot of um, real-life scenarios for the students to, to address and solve problems. And one of the examples that was given by the, uh, one of the leaders of the, the council there that we were, the, the, the person that was um, facilitating our tour, they had a, a $10 million problem in the military dealing with uh, drones coming in and out of secured areas and taking pictures of secured sites. And they spent $10 million trying to solve that issue. And then they just put a SWAT team together of six people that solved that problem in a matter of a month. That would allow a particular drone just to die, fizzle out from communication interruption that they discovered how to imp implement. So from a perspective of being innovative, uh, you're going to see a lot of innovative technologies come out of that center going forward. That's awesome. I think it's mm -hmm. great that the group had a chance to go down and, and do that tour. And um, certainly there's lots of cybersecurity education going on in this area as well. I know the University of North Georgia has a significant um, part in, in cybersecurity training as, as well as Gwinnett Tech, um, as you mentioned, is starting their cybersecurity certificate. So it's becoming more and more an issue. And I believe, um, Ralph, is it correct? In August, we're going to be uh, looking at a cybersecurity workshop with Tech 400, so I'm mm -hmm. um, not sure Correct. the dates yet, but I know that's the August, August um, focus, so we've mm -hmm. got that coming up, and it would certainly be on our website. Um, gentlemen, I want to give you a minute. I know we're nearing the end here, and, and Ralph, I, I definitely want to get your tip or trick on uh, <laughs> keeping your, your private privacy with cybersecurity, but um, something you want to share maybe about either your businesses or about this area and Tech 400 with the, the listeners, I think that would be great. Okay. Oh, gosh. You know, I tell everyone I meet, I do a lot of seminars. I speak at a lot of conventions and, and things like that. Um, I am not a cybersecurity person. I am a cyber liability person. There's a difference. I'm kind of like the fireman. You know, I put the fire out and then pay for the, you know, for the building after it burns down. But um, hopefully, God forbid, it doesn't. Um, but, you know, be, be cognizant uh, with the amount of uh, cyber attacks that are going on nowadays. It's best to educate your people. Um, we do a lot of defense work, and uh, we put up firewalls, and we put up uh, secure software into companies. But the bottom line is, you know, 90% of all cyber attacks enter through an email whether it's a ransom attack, whether it's a, just a disruptive technology or destructive technology or, uh, or some sort of exfiltration of information, whatever it is, um, most of it is the point of entry is an email. And um, so what I tell all of our staff and uh, everyone that I meet, <clears throat> along with some of the cybersecurity people that I do events with, you know, on panelists, is don't open anything. You know, double-check um, – 
you know, make sure if you get an attachment, someone on the other end, you contact them. You're either expecting that attachment, and if you're not, call and verify. It's like a, a twin-factor or two-factor authentication when you're going to deposit something. The same on the receiving end. Make sure that it, it is for you. Um, even a photograph can have malicious hardware in it, and most people don't know that. You can open up a JPEG and and download malware into your computer. So um, be cautious. And the worst thing are the apps that we put on our phones. iPhones, the apps have no security in them whatsoever. iPhones are so dirty um, with malware. Um, and pe- most people don't even realize it. They download apps at a, at a heartbeat. So don't open anything. Be suspicious of everything and train your people. I would expect nothing but that from an insurance uh, guy. So I think that's good advice, excellent advice. <laughs> How about you, Winford? Sure, sure. From a perspective of um, LexisNexis being a data company, um, I would encourage other companies to uh, think of ways to innovate to help the community. Uh, LexisNexis has a program called Atom, and it's, it's, a, it's a, a platform that was created by volunteers at LexisNexis that put their blood, sweat, and tears in play to help locate missing and abducted children. And so from a perspective of putting your resources together, not just to make a profit, but to help the community, this is one. We have a a wall at LexisNexis that has a picture of every child that was recovered from that program. And it's amazing to see that when you walk in the front door to say that we're not just about making money, we're about helping the community. And that's one uh, one point that most of us, all of us, are proud of from that vantage point. Uh, we also uh, focus on fraud, detection of fraud, prevention of fraud, and uh, highlighting fraud, fraudulent activities to insurance companies. So that's another aspect of our business that many people are not aware of that we're all proud of. And it makes a difference in our community and world to make it a safer place. You know, I think it's um, apropos that we end with something that's heartfelt. I think a lot of times we get in our minds that technology is very much a a mind thing, which in fact it is. But in fact, you can use it to great advantage to help a lot of people and and compassion can can use that technology to do great things. So I'm really glad that that you ended us that way. I think that's a, a great thing to remember as we're looking at this. I want to thank my guests for joining me today. I also want to thank the listeners who are joining us on North Atlanta's BizLink, presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. To listen to the show again or to hear any of our previous episodes, you can visit businessradiox.com, select the North Fulton Studio, and then click on North Atlanta's BizLink. To find out more about the Greater North Fulton Chamber and all the great things going on there, you can visit gnfcc.com. And until next time, I'm Callie Boatwright, and this has been North Atlanta BizLink on Business Radio X.